0: Hey everybody. It is Monday, March 20th, and you're listening to the Mo News Podcast. I'm Jill Wagner. This is the place where we bring you just the facts. We read all the news and read between the lines so you don't have to. Moshe is a little bit under the weather today, so it is just me. Mosh. if you're listening, feel better. As for everybody else, I hope you had a really nice weekend. If you can believe it, today is the first official day of spring, starting at 5.24 p.m. Eastern Time. And ironically, it was one of the first weekends that it actually felt like winter, at least in New York. There was just this chill in the air. But yes, it is getting darker later and spring is here. So break out the rosé. Okay, let's get to the news. Let's start with Donald Trump and his legal drama. Trump saying that he could be arrested tomorrow on Tuesday and then urged his supporters to protest. Where things stand when it comes to Trump and his legal troubles the banking equivalent of a shotgun wedding. UBS, Switzerland's largest bank, agreed to buy Credit Suisse, the nation's second largest bank. Russian President Vladimir Putin made a weekend visit to the occupied Ukrainian city of Mariupol. A new Pentagon study shows that military pilots and ground crews have high rates of cancer. Get ready to pay even more for some foods. All of that California rain has left farms in the northern part of the state underwater, destroying tons of crops. And Taylor Swift giving Bruce Springsteen a run for his money when it comes to concert length. Plus, on this day in history, I'll try to make most proud. Let's do it. OK, let's start with the Trump legal news that has dominated headlines over the weekend. On Saturday morning, the former president posted on his Truth Social platform that he believed that he will be arrested on Tuesday. This is all related to a years long investigation by the Manhattan District Attorney, into a 2016 hush money scheme involving the Trump campaign and adult film actress Stormy Daniels. In the social media post, Trump telling his supporters to, quote, protest, take our nation back. He was citing illegal leaks about the investigation. After Trump's post, his legal team said that they have not received any notifications from prosecutors and that the timing is totally up in the air if any indictment happens at all. The former president has been trying to get his base riled up. He believes that an indictment could help him politically. A criminal charge would represent a dramatic escalation of his legal problems. As he works to take back the White House next year, he would be the first former president to be indicted. The investigation is being led by Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. Late Saturday, he told his office employees in an email that, quote, we do not tolerate attempts to intimidate our office or threaten the rule of law in New York. While any potential timing of the indictment is up in the air, it does not appear that Trump is actively organizing protests, according to his team. But his comments did raise alarms about how his followers could be incited to act. And of course, brought back memories of the January 6th riots, where he also called on his supporters to protest. But let's back up a little bit and talk about what this case is all about. Mosh has been breaking it all down on Instagram this weekend. Things are very up in the air. But based on leaks and recent testimony, it appears that this is all about some payments that were made during the 2016 presidential campaign campaign. That was when then-candidate Trump was alerted that former adult film actress Stormy Daniels was going to go public with an alleged affair. This was the height of the campaign. So he had his attorney, Michael Cohen, facilitate a payment to Daniels to ensure that she didn't speak. Cohen has said in court that he paid hush money to Trump's accuser in coordination with and at the direction of the former president. Cohen and federal prosecutors said the company paid him a total of $420,000 to reimburse him for the payment to Daniels and to cover bonuses and other supposed expenses. The company classified those payments internally as legal expenses. Okay, so that's really important because falsifying business records can be a misdemeanor under state law or a felony if the fudging of paperwork is done in connection with a more serious crime In this case, trying to get around election law. A number of legal experts are surprised that the Manhattan DA is actually going for this year because it's a very hard case to pursue because you've got to prove that Trump knew that he was committing a crime, that he was involved in the paperwork, that he was violating election law. In fact, it was actually dropped by Bragg's predecessor in that office. And then Bragg picked it back up when he took office last year So now the question is, does this indictment go down? When will it go down? And what are the logistics? Trump's attorney, though, telling the New York Daily News that he will not refuse to surrender if the Manhattan DA does criminally indict him. He said, quote, there's not going to be a standoff at Mar-a-Lago with Secret Service and the Manhattan DA's office. The NYPD, though, is working on a security plan with the Secret Service ahead of the potential indictment. Trump's lawyer saying that Trump would find a way to use the potential criminal charges to his advantage, saying, quote, he seems to turn everything into a positive and everything into a boost for his campaign. So I'm sure this will just join that long list of things that people think no one could overcome, but he will. And now the other big story from the weekend, another banking crisis. UBS, Switzerland's largest bank, agreed to buy Credit Suisse, the nation's second largest bank in the financial equivalent of a shotgun wedding Sunday. It is a historic government-brokered deal, and it's aimed at containing a crisis of confidence that had started to spread across global financial markets. It would save Credit Suisse, one of the 30 largest banks in the world, and one that's considered systemically important. UBS is paying $3.3 billion for its rival in an all-share deal that includes extensive government guarantees and liquidity provisions The U.S. Federal Reserve and the Treasury Department welcomed the deal. U.S. authorities had been working with their Swiss counterparts because both lenders have extensive operations in the U.S. The takeover of the 166-year-old lender marks a historic event for the nation and global finance. While Credit Suisse avoided a bailout during the 2008 financial crisis, it has been hammered over recent years by a series of blowups, scandals, leadership changes, and legal issues clients pulled more than $100 billion of assets in the last three months of 2022 as concerns mounted about its financial health. All right, I'll get back to the news in a minute, but first a quick break to talk about some of our sponsors, starting with Bowl & Branch. We talk a lot on this podcast about sleep studies and the importance of getting your eight hours, and we are so happy to be partnering with a brand that helps you do just that. You'll wake up feeling rested and refreshed with the softest, most luxurious sheets from Bowl & Branch. I can tell you I've been using their sheets for the past few weeks, and they are so soft and comfortable. They're made with 100% traceable organic cotton that gets softer with every wash, and they've already been bought by millions. Best of all, bowl and Branch gives you a 30-night risk-free guarantee with free shipping and returns on all U.S. orders. So this is the deal. Get 15% off your first order when you use the promo code MONews at BowlinBranch.com. That's bowl and Branch. B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H dot com. The promo code is MONews, M-O-N-E-W-S. Exclusions apply, so see their site for details. And now to Athletic Greens. I've been drinking their AG1 supplement in the mornings. The Athletic Greens AG1 powder. It's just one scoop with a glass of water in the morning. It is easy and quick and lets you get on with your day. Knowing that you've gotten over 75 important ingredients, including tons of vitamins and minerals, it also has pre and probiotics to support digestion and gut health. With your first purchase of AG1, Athletic Greens is giving MoNews listeners a free one year supply of their vitamin D and five free travel packs of AG1. Just visit athleticgreens.com slash MoNews to take advantage of this offer. You can get a discounted monthly subscription or try it one time for just a month. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash monews, M-O-N-E-W-S for this special deal and really start to take ownership of your health. Time now for the speed read. Let's start overseas from USA Today. Russian President Vladimir Putin made a weekend visit to the occupied Ukrainian city of Mariupol. He inspected reconstruction work and visited the home of at least one local resident, He arrived Saturday night in the port city that's been under Russian control since May. It was illegally annexed by Moscow in September. Putin flew in by helicopter and then drove through the city inspecting reconstruction work in several neighborhoods, according to a statement. So this is his second trip to newly annexed territories. This time he went, though, after visiting Crimea on Saturday to mark the ninth anniversary of Russia's illegal takeover of the Black Sea Peninsula. Ukraine's defense minister responded with the following, quote, As befits a thief, Putin visited Ukrainian Mariupol under the cover of night. Now, it comes less than two days after the International Criminal Court or the ICC issued arrest warrants for Putin, citing his alleged involvement in the unlawful deportation of children from occupied areas of Ukraine to Russia. The ICC does not have its own security force, but it does limit where Putin can travel as more than 120 countries are part of the ICC treaty, which technically obligates them to arrest Putin if he ever sets foot within their borders. From the Associated Press, a new Pentagon study has found high rates of cancer among military pilots And for the first time has shown that ground crews who fuel and maintain those aircraft are also getting sick. Veterans and their families have been asking for this data for a really long time. They've been raising alarms for years about the number of air and ground crew members that they knew who had cancer. They were told earlier that military studies had found that they were not at greater risk than the general U.S. population. But the numbers here paint a very different picture. So they looked at 900,000 service members who flew on or worked on military aircraft over 25 years from 1992 to 2017. And the Pentagon found the following air crews had a 24% higher rate of cancer of all types, which includes an 87% higher rate of melanoma and a 39% higher rate of thyroid cancer. The study also showed that ground crews had a 3% higher rate for cancer, and that includes a 19% higher rate of brain and nervous system cancers and a 15% higher rate of thyroid cancer. This study was required by Congress in the 2021 defense bill, And now, because the higher rates were found, the Pentagon needs to conduct an even bigger review to try to understand why the crews are getting sick. From the San Francisco Chronicle, many Northern and Central California farms were hit hard by this week's rainfall, which drenched crops and left flooded fields in its wake. The full extent of the damage remains to be seen, but the multiple atmospheric rivers have already left hundreds of millions of dollars in damage. In Monterey County, for example, where one river levee broke and caused widespread devastation last week, the new flooding is worse than what they saw there in January, and that's when more than 15,000 acres of farmland flooded with over $330 million in damages. California is the largest producer of fruits and vegetables in the country, and the damage could have an effect on produce availability and, of course, prices. We're already seeing price inflation, so this is just going to make it worse. And um, this includes for things like lettuce, strawberries, almonds, pistachios, raspberries, peaches, and dozens of other produce And California is bracing for even more heavy rain and snow early this week as another fast moving storm roars in off the Pacific Ocean. It's going to be the 12th atmospheric river of the season. The big concern in the coming weeks is that the snowfall will melt and then further flood areas that are already saturated or already flooded from this winter. Evacuation orders are in place for a number of areas in central California. And staying with California from the New York Times, flaming space debris re-entering the atmosphere lights up the California sky. A mesmerizing display of lights streaking in the night sky over Northern California on Friday was caused by the re-entry of flaming space debris into Earth's atmosphere, according to experts, specifically flaming chunks of communications equipment, which were actually jettisoned from the International Space Station in February 2020, streaked across the sky at 17,000 miles per hour. The orbit of the equipment had shrunk over the past couple of years until it got low enough to break apart and burn up this weekend. The retired 700-pound communications antenna went into space on a shuttle flight in 2009. About 10% of equipment like that might fall to the Earth in small pieces rather than melt on the way down, according to experts. That equipment came down in an uncontrolled re-entry, which means experts... Couldn't predict exactly where the objects would land. Pieces likely landed somewhere around Yosemite National Park. And my favorite story of the day from USA Today, when Taylor Swift says that she's going to bring the eras of her career to the stage, believe her. Not since the most vigorous days of Bruce Springsteen and his legendary live concerts has a mainstream artist packed so much music into one show. On Friday night at State Farm Stadium near Phoenix, Swift kicked off the era's tour with a staggering 44 songs presented over a span of three hours and 15 minutes, but more than just a roll call of her smash singles and fan-beloved albums, Swift's show is as ambitious as a Broadway musical. There are numerous moving set pieces, squads of dancers and backup singers, a quick change costume parade, confetti, synchronized blinking wristbands and a gorgeous curved video screen so that everyone, regardless of where they're sitting, can see her. The Era's tour covered every facet of Swift's career, from a low-key rendition of her 2006 debut album, Tim McGraw, to the set-closing Karma from her current Midnight's album. And she commented early in the concert that she knew that her fans, about 70,000 of them on this night, went through considerable effort to attend the show. And according to reviews, she seems to be doing her best to make sure that they're getting their money's worth. As spunky as Swift is at 33, this is a grueling show that will require enormous stamina for the next five months. It is being compared to Bruce Springsteen's shows, which have gone as long as four hours when he was younger. So my dad is a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. He got me into him. So whenever he's in town, we try to go. The shows are now about two hours Uh, He is currently on tour. He's 73 years old, and he says he's planning to go see Taylor Swift to see one of her shows and that she is welcome on E Street anytime. I got to say, that would be pretty cool. Okay, time for On This Day. Let's start with a major anniversary that was marked this weekend, 20 years since the start of the war in Iraq. On March 19th, 2003, former President George W. Bush announced that U.S. forces invaded Iraq in what he said was an effort to disarm the country, free its people, and defend the world from grave danger. While the invasion succeeded in toppling dictator Saddam Hussein, it ultimately failed to uncover any secret stash of weapons of mass destruction, which was the stated reason for the war. Former top U.S. weapons inspector David Kay said the intelligence was almost all wrong. A Brown University estimate puts the cost of the combat phase of the war at around $2 trillion, Over the last 20 years, this is the death toll. 4,600 U.S. service members, thousands more wounded or experiencing mental and physical ailments from the conflict, more than 200,000 Iraqis, many civilians have been killed, and about 2,000 U.S. troops are still there today. Some political history here, back on this day in 1854, the Republican Party was formed. It was the merger of two parties at the time, and the goal was to combat the expansion of slavery into American territories in the Midwest and the West. And some breakfast history. Lucky Charm Cereal turns 59 today. General Mills introduced it on March 20th, 1964. Am I the only one who just eats the marshmallows? And to some music now on March 20th, 1982. I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett and the Blackhearts reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100. And 33 years ago today, March 20th, nineteen ninety. Madonna released her song, Vote. I would try to sing, but it's just kind of awkward without Moshe here when I'm by myself. Um, Okay, everybody, a huge thank you for listening to the Mo News podcast. Follow us and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Review us in the app store so we can continue to grow. And don't forget to follow us on the Instagram feed at Moshe, M-O-S-H-E-H. Moshe, if you're listening, feel better. Everybody, spring is in the air. Try to enjoy it, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Mo News Podcast.